What's going on, y'all? You are listening to episode three of the Vision Room Social. I am gathered here by my beautiful sister. I got things that yes. I'm are you gonna pray? You gonna pray a sentence? <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought is... you maybe were. We are, we are gathered. Yeah. Uh, if you want to open your Bibles, uh, this is my sister Destiny Crockett. I wanted you on. Uh, just for those of you who don't know, she has been super influential in, uh, at least in my worship experience and in my walk with God. I moved to Tulsa about two, three years ago. I, I think I have mentioned that, that I'm a musician, but I actually lead worship for church. Uh, and before I crossed paths with Destiny, I was just playing guitar. I was singing and that was about it. Uh, but Destiny really impacted the way that I think about structure and organization and vision and planning and um so little details of like we have the little coaster got the little toys the like i don't know a lot of things that i wouldn't have thought of before um destiny opened my mind to that so destiny welcome wow. thank you Yay. for coming on the pod thank you for having me this my is sister. really really cool this is awesome <laughs> i love you dude you said two three years ago you i moved was, yeah that's so december wild. would be three years ago that's a lot of, like a lot of that a lot has happened a lot a has happened short period a thousand of time. percent um so uh intro i first question i ask everybody is if you were to concisely like explain what you do to a stranger who has no idea who you are how would you how would you explain that mm, okay well i do a few things so my main gig i guess you know um i'm a worship leader at transformation church shout yeah. out to see your things yeah. um so yeah what i to put that concisely is I show people how to have a real relationship with God, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for you, in your house, um, in your car, in your school, at your gym. One of our, our music director makes fun of me all the time because when I lead worship, I always say like, may, like I name different places, but it's like, yeah, the goal is not for you to uh, just experience this at church. Like it's mm-hmm. for you to take it home with you. So I help people find God at home in the living room by themselves, whatever that looks like. Also, me and my husband, my brother, I work for them, I guess. I'm an yeah. intern slash um, admin slash store manager slash all the things for Town Apparel. You want to shout um, them out? Yeah, Town Apparel. Yeah, absolutely. Go go shop Town Apparel. Um, we fumbled. We didn't wear any town stuff. That's crazy, stuff. right? I'm, that, I'm almost always wearing some sort of town item. That's It's because it got cold and I wasn't expecting that. That's true. Like I was in Texas yesterday and it wasn't this cold. So today I didn't know what to put on my body. So I just yeah. quickly got dressed. Um, but usually always at least one town item. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. so that's, that's me. So worship leader slash apparel. Yeah. Slash BTS. Yeah. Make it happen. Behind cool the scenes. kid. <laughs> Dude. Um, so, I mean, you're working at a transformation church right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of people who don't know the journey, can you kind of share how that started? Like, cause you've been there for forever. Yeah. Like I'm, it's fine. crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, we just came back from what we call our staff advance. We don't call it a retreat cause we're advancing mm-hmm. and, um, almost everyone there, like we had a moment where people stood up that have been there less than two years and it was like 70% of the room <laughs> and it's just crazy. So, um, I've been there since 2011 and, what um, what that? were you doing? You're in high school in 2011. Um, Freshman. To be fair, I had recently graduated. I'm not that old, okay? <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. Um, no, 2011, I was I started going there. And it's funny because my brother graduated in 2011, and my mom moved out of the state like as soon as he graduated. Mm-hmm. And it was my first time ever being like, you get to pick where you go to church. Like, I'm a church kid, grew up in that, so that was a big deal for me. <laughs> like, yeah. you get to pick where you want to go. And I was like, cool. Well, everyone I know goes to what was at the time Greenwood Christian Center. My sister went there. This is like... 
20... It's 2011. Okay. Yeah, like, so my, a bunch of my friends went there, um, Pastor Mike, the Todds, like, I know, they're, you know, my family, like, they all went there, and I was like, yeah, so I don't want to go there. <laughs> like, I wanted to, I was very feeling, like, very rebellious, let me find my own church. Um, my first week of, like, having freedom to choose, I was like, I'll just go okay. visit there and just kind of see what's up. Yeah. And literally, I got there, and it was like, this is where you're supposed to be. And I was yeah. like, dang it, I should have church hopped a little bit, going on a few more 11 places. years now? Yeah, wow. it's crazy. So I was just, you know, there serving as a volunteer. And I always tell people I just served my way into a job. I never mm-hmm. had any intention of doing full-time ministry. I grew up yeah. around that. It just wasn't something in my heart that I had a desire for. Um, but God knew how to get me there by just mm-hmm. having me say small yeses to things until um, I got to doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 2011 started that out. Uh, 2015, I, I started helping out more like behind the scenes um, because Pastor Mike became the lead pastor and I just mm-hmm. knew like, hey, he needs someone that can help him with what you were saying, that organi- organization yeah. structure, all that yeah. behind the scenes stuff with worship. Um, then 2016, I came on part time and still had no intention of ever like, it was like, cool, I'll just keep doing this See, I was in college behind the scenes. Okay, there bit. we go, there we go. Um, and then two years later, God literally told me the job I was at. I've been there for seven years, and he was like, it's time to leave that job and go to the church. And no one had offered me a job. It wasn't like someone had said, like, come work here. It was literally like God told me I went to um, one of our pastors, and they were like, okay, um, let's just. Like, <laughs> I, I work now. I'm the <laughs> captain now. They are like, literally yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. let's pray. I don't know what to even do with that. Yeah. Um, and so a few months went by, and they reached out again. It was like, okay, we're going to have you come on. So that's, yeah, kind of how we are now. And I it's crazy that. now because at the time it was just me and uh, my homie Armand yeah. holding it down as the only worship staff members at the time. Uh, and now we have an awesome team. What were you doing before the before the before you worked at the church? So I used to work at a nonprofit called Community Action Projects. It's a Head Start school for low-income families um, in, like, the Tulsa area. And it was, mm-hmm. like, the, like, the most fulfilling, coolest job. Like, I still have the highest respect for everyone at CAP. Um, But yeah, it's like basically kids in lower income neighborhoods and stuff like that. They're not expected to do as well throughout school um, for different reasons, but they realize, they realize the link between early childhood education, getting them started out early with learning to love school and getting some of these skills. These kids started doing way better all throughout, not just elementary, but high school. Mm -hmm. And um, so we got to just be a part of like breaking that cycle of, poverty and lack of education Mm -hmm. and they help the whole family like from the kids to the parents helping them with you know resources that they needed financial stuff helping parents go back to school for certain degrees and it's just like it changes the whole family so I love cap I was there for like I guess it's like seven years and it was really you really really went from like serving people to serving people in a different way that's kind of crazy I never thought about like that but truly because yeah that was definitely a serving job like you don't even realize definitely a big faith step um so for people listening, uh, I mean, you definitely, your transition was like a voice of God kind of pulling mm-hmm. you. Uh, but would you give it any advice for like maybe someone that's in that in between of like you had the job at CAP mm-hmm. and maybe leading, like you felt the pulling towards where you felt God calling you, like some practicals of how that looked like? Yeah, that's a really dope question. So I can give with that same scenario, like two different um, situations. First in 2016, um, I just got married, or no, 2015. Mm-hmm. I just got married and literally me and my husband were on our way back to Tulsa from our honeymoon. And I audibly like felt like I heard the voice of God say, when you get back, go tell pastor, whatever he needs help with, you'll do. So sometimes you'll get instructions like that. It was very like, boom, like I felt like literally like I heard very clearly. And so when I went back, it turned out like he, you know, needed help with all these things I didn't even know at the time, but I, yeah. he told me to ask and I asked and it, it worked out. 
But in 2018, it wasn't that clear. It was very much like I was, me and my husband were in the parking lot of Walmart in Sand Springs. And um, I was sitting there crying because I told him, I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to leave my job and I don't want to. <laughs> like, and it wasn't, it was very muddy. Like yeah. it was, it very much was like, cause like I said, no one, no one offered, like no one was saying like, Hey, come work. We need you to whatever. Yeah. Um, like I was good with part-time just kind of helping out wherever. Um, and so literally like in tears telling him, like, I just, this is what I've been feeling. And, um, you know, if you know my husband at all, you know, he's very much like a straight shooter directly mm-hmm. to the point. And he told me, he was like, honestly, God told me this a while ago, but I wasn't supposed to tell you. And it was like, yo, what? Like, but if he had told <laughs> me, me like literally, <laughs> but if he had told me a year before, heck, maybe a month before, I might've been like, no, absolutely not freaking out. Like it That's had to be the specific there. moment. That's and so. Um, so yeah, so sometimes it's very clear, like I said, that first one, that first instruction, the second one for me, it was very much like, this is a ooh kind of thing, whatever. But what I've learned is that God honors your faith. Yeah. And if your faith is not for you to be seen, if it's not for you to do something so that people can say how great you are, if your faith is truly like, this doesn't make sense, but I believe this is what God is saying to do. Even if it's quote unquote, the wrong move, mm-hmm. God honors that and realigns you. And it says in the word, like his purpose will prevail. Yeah. So his plan is going to happen. Yeah. We get so caught up sometimes in like, well, what if this is not the right, da, 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 da. like me. if your heart, yeah. your faith is that I believe this is what God said, mm-hmm. he's going to honor that. And just make sure you have people around you that you submit to, that you share with it. It's not just you making all these decisions. Like for me in that moment, it was, you know, my husband, like in the Walmart mm-hmm. parking lot. Yeah. Um, but for you, it might be a friend. It might be a pastor, a teacher, like whatever so yeah i think I when it's when it gets a little murky make sure it's not just only you out there just saying like god told me to go to this job just kidding told me to go yeah. to this place just kidding told me to move to yeah. mexico just kidding. accountability like, but yeah. like in the loving way yeah absolutely yeah. and when we wrap up this episode you're, we're gonna need a timeline for destinies uh we got the 2011 got the 2015 <laughs> the 2016 the 2018 i'm very big on like the dates and the times and like yeah. the specific it helps my brain just like wow that's crazy that was old school pentecostal 10 years church, ago like, that was the lord said on this exact date yeah. at this time and I got some real. voice memos of those. It's real. That, okay. that stuff gets that's crazy sometimes. When you look back, like in 15 years, I'll be like, man, do you believe like 2022, <laughs> me and Jacob were sitting doing this third episode of yeah. this podcast, and yeah. now it's like literally the most listened to thing around the world. Like, I want to remember that. So I'm she just said saying. It. I'm Not just me. saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. What's uh, the date? November, November 11th, 2022. That's easy. 11, right. 11, 22. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. The Lord is good. Okay, halfway point, uh, long-standing tradition. If this is your first time listening, I'm going to explain what it is. If you've listened to episode one and two, you already know. Cash App Challenge. If you, I'm going to ask you an, either an inside joke or a trivia question mm-hmm. that I have the answer written down here in my notes. Mm-hmm. If you get it right, I cash Where app you. Where is it in your notes? <laughs> and then if, I, if you get it wrong, you mm-hmm. cash app me $5. So we're going to do for so for you. to be clear, I didn't agree to this ahead of time. So, you know. Okay. We'll see. Uh, they, they don't know if you cash at me or not. So. Oh, no. I'm a woman of my word. I'm just saying. I just want to be known that I didn't agree to this ahead of time. I'm sorry. Okay. I warned you. Okay. Maybe I didn't. Um, that was my bad. But we're going to do a little tribute to your husband. Oh. Hip-hop MC. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 20 seconds, can you name five tracks off his This Life Bro album? That is so mean of you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I am the worst with song titles and the worst with what songs go on which albums. So that's really terrible. Okay. This Life Bro. Um, I'm pretty sure that. Oh my nah. gosh. It's so bad. I think Link in my bio. Link in okay, that's one. bio is in one. Yeah, you got um, There's a song with Dom. Uh, Ride 2.0 is on there. Um, I think Ride 2.0 is a country grammar album. 
Country Grammar is not an album. No, the but the album that with Country Grammar. With Country Grammar. Crap, man. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't know. Witness is on there. Um, uh, three more, homie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, uh, Lincoln Bow Witness. Mm-hmm. The song that Josh knows, <laughs> problems, problems. Okay, problems. You are stressing. <laughs> I am. I'm telling you, like, I'm so bad at titles. We're like past the songs. 22nd mark. Yes, we are. Right at this we're... point, I will give you five dollars, but I just have to name five songs regardless because okay. this is terrible. I'm sorry. Okay, I did you dirty. No, this was fantastic. This was the best. Problems, Lincoln Bio, Witness. Um, Oh my gosh, I was about to say Static Shock, and that's on Paris's album. And it's just one of my favorite songs from that project. Wow. Well, um, out of stress, I realize I'm not going to get the rest okay, of these. I uh, have but, some written down. So it's Problems, uh-huh. You Got Me, Witness, mm-hmm. What Do We Know, mm-hmm. Apart, Lincoln Bow, Apart, What Do We Know. I should absolutely have named those. Those are like yeah. iconic MC songs. Apart is wow. like my favorite one. MC, if you're listening, we love you, bro. MC, if you're listening, I apologize. You just give him a hug when you get home. <laughs> That's great. That was a good. That was a really good. Okay, one. transition wow. to uh, okay today. Still working at Transformation Church. Mm-hmm. How's, what's up? Do you are you have do you have any endeavors like outside of that? Because I saw you do, um, you did a like a show maybe mm-hmm. about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Destiny, Destiny Joy. This is like your artist name. Mm-hmm. Can you maybe talk about? Yes, there's Destiny Crockett and Destiny Joy. Oh, what's the difference? And they're the same person. <laughs> no, it's literally it's not a Beyonce Sasha Fierce thing. Yeah. I just really um. I feel like Destiny Joy sounds cooler than Destiny Crockett. But that's like your so, artist. Yeah, but I really like, in general, because it's actually my name. It's not like mm-hmm. a, like a made-up cool name. Yeah. I got named a cool name, yeah. I guess. So, yeah. Uh, Shout out to Mama Vinette. You know, ironically enough, she did not name me. Oh, no way. My life is a funny story in the fact that my mom, fuck, she heard, once again, this is funny, but heard from God really clearly that mm-hmm. she was going to have a son. And I have an older sister. Um, and then there's me and my brother. So she was going to have a son. God gave her the name, all the things. And, um, this is in the nineties. So like, we didn't have all the technology we have now. So all the like ultrasounds and all that stuff, I guess I never turned around. So they were just like, well, this must be the son we were promised. And then I was born and everyone was shocked on October 14th, 1991, um, which is hilarious. So she did not name me. My godfather named me actually. Uh, Tommy Todd. Fun fact. Oh. So, anyway, Destiny De- Joy. <laughs> yeah, Destiny Joy is. Came from that. Okay, so uh, Destiny Crockett, Destiny Joy, mm-hmm. same person? Yes, one and the same. So, the goal for me was just like, once I decided this was really for real, because like I said, this was none, none of these things were in my plans um, as far as ministry, even doing music personally. Like, even once I said yes to ministry, I still haven't said, like, yeah. I want to be an artist myself. So, once I really realized, like, okay, God, this is really what you're calling me to do. I was like, let me just figure out who I want to be. And just, yeah. I just thought Destiny Joy, that's, that's I, the name. I it's it. like it it's speaking name. life, it's speaking purpose, but it's actually my name, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so whether it's my own personal stuff, whether it's someone else's project, like that's, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Unless uh, I'm Lisa so, Splash, which is a whole separate thing. <laughs> another podcast? If you're a Paris Careers fan, you know, <laughs> hey, yo, you'll know that. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> um, do you have like any, because right now I, I know you had version two conference recently. You recorded on some worship songs, so maybe like people can be looking out for you whenever that comes out. But do you have any stuff that you're maybe trying to work on yourself? Yeah. So um, you mentioned it earlier, but last year I did my very first like just me like a show. Um, I still need my shirt called, from that. You know, yeah. I literally 
I didn't, I, I should have, but I didn't expect like, it's so all the like regular people sizes. I literally have, I think like two like extra smalls <laughs> <laughs> still left, which I, if you'd like to wear a little crop top, I could totally give that to Next you. Next episode. Next episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, I fit like one on in there. <laughs> I wear like two eggs. Um, but yeah, so when I did that, it was, the goal was just like, a, just once again, a faith step for me, like not, not that I'm hiding, but not hiding behind transformation church or being someone else's background book, whatever it is, like yeah. really doing things about myself. Um, so I had an original song that I debuted there and I'm just going to put it out there. I put it on Instagram, but it's also, um, here, a friend of mine, Caleb, Sean, um, he's actually coming on the pod like later in the season. Okay. So. Well, if he's there before the end of the year, you can bring this up if you'd like, but we have a bet that if I do not do something with this song that I did last year, that it belongs to him. So I have until December 31st to record it. It doesn't have to be released, but I have to record it. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just putting it out there because once again, woman of my word, also I got to cash up your $5. Yes. <laughs> once again, I'm sorry, Matt. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that's what I've been working on. I, like not obviously, but for me right now, I've been having a lot of personal stuff going on. Yeah. Um, just going through like treatment and stuff like that. So, um, that kind of slowed me down, but at the same time, it's not for me. Yeah. And I'm not speaking for anyone else because everyone's yeah. <laughs> situation could be very different with this. Yeah. But um, I've been able to like be active and do stuff. So I definitely, man, no, no, God, is, I God is the one. It's That's what I'm saying. Everyone's experience is different. And I'm just grateful for the grace I've experienced. But yeah. um, all that being said, though, December 31st, 2022, 11.59 p.m. I have to have done something with that song. Does it mean the so, song's going to be out yes, by then? But it, but it will be soon after that. So, um, yeah, so that's my goal. It's in the next few months. Like start working on personal stuff, um, and at the same time, like TC, like so our stuff is is coming out, which is just really yeah. exciting because that's been a long time coming, and so I'm glad that we're finally like God's letting us release this because it's yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, it, it was it's crazy for for me being like seen in the writing room what like some of the songs yeah. started off as and what they ended up being almost two years ago. <laughs> Dude, that was that's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Also, I just mad props because I talked about this in the last episode about my journey fighting cancer. Um, and that took me out and you're, I mean, you're killing it. I, I, I wish I could say I am like yeah. it just, and I don't want to be like the little fake church, but like truly, like mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense, but God has just really been graceful and gracious. And like our prayers have been yeah. like minimal to no side effects, no suffering. Um, and that's what God's met us so far. So we're about halfway through this journey. I love that. Give or take, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so we're just praying for the same thing um, the rest of the way. What's something that you've like learned going, going through? Lead us. My God, <laughs> what's something you and you okay. said you shared your? You want me to go first? Yeah, go okay. ahead. Because uh, so many things you can say. Yeah, uh, biggest one for me was that I learned, like, I felt the tangible love of God coming towards me this way. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, I grew up in church, so very much so of the like, you have to go to church every Sunday, you have to read your Bible, you have to pray, you have to sing, you have to do all these things, and um, at the state that I was, I didn't have the strength to do that. Like mm. all the breath I had, if I woke up, I'm lucky that if I got to eat that day. So that was when I felt God come towards me. And uh, so for some of you that don't know, my, my mom, my dad, and my sister, uh, they all live in Texas, like about 12 hours away from Tulsa. So they were flying back and forth. But they all like emulated a specific character of God for me in that moment. Because like, my mom was in the trenches. She was a lot of times in the treatment room with me, making my food, making sure that my medicine was like 
like up to date and everything. And my dad was very much just like a, a calming presence, taking care of the finances, just like a covering. And then my sister, she took the shift to my night nurse. And so she was there uh, praying for me in the middle of the night or like she, she was for some weird reason, like the most comforting thing to me when I was like crying. And so my mom, Jesus was showing like mm. in the trenches wow. in there with us sharing the suffering side by side my dad the father right. just a covering present and then my sister the holy spirit in the dark when no one was That's listening so to dope. me like in the crying the comforter bro and i was like there's nothing that like i can do like god came this way yeah so it just gave me this whole new crazy kind of confidence to pursue God and consider myself a follower of the way as I like to call it Mm -hmm. because like there wasn't like I was in a once in a lifetime like situation that I couldn't pursue God and he pursued me so I'm like bro if I feel good now I'm running I'm going so hence the podcast hence some music that I sent you that maybe you may or may not be working on but it's just stuff that I've had in my heart I'm just like not afraid to pursue it anymore because you get a tangible representation of how short life is so that's stop right there that's incredible uh one thing i've heard from i felt myself heard from other people that have gone through this hearing it again from you right now is crazy but everyone has said feeling the love of god like and it's so weird that because it's like yeah yeah, and it's it it would make sense to feel not loved or to feel forsaken to Mm -hmm. feel why especially like like you're younger like all these things like it doesn't make sense so it's ironic, but not ironic that so many of us, that is the story. But I would say the same thing. Like I very like tangibly, like have felt God's love in so many ways through my community showing up, um, through just literally just like, I could just feel it like in a way I hadn't felt before. Um, and even there's, there's a, um, someone at my church that or on our staff at church actually that came to me really early on and he was like hey I just want to get a group of people together like you can pick who the people are but we want to get together and pray for you um once a week on Tuesdays like not like where you have to be there or call mm-hmm. in like but we're just going to do this on our own yeah. and um if you can just give me someone that can like give us updates of what we should be praying for and I remember like I just started crying when he said that and I couldn't figure out why at first and then I realized it was like because going through this you feel like so much of the heavy lifting is on you yeah. like and sometimes you, the best you can right. do is just get up <laughs> like, like go asking. to this appointment like answer a phone like literally the amount of phone calls you get from different centers and treatments and all this just like lord like i don't it's overwhelming like, it's just so it's just like for them to say i want to take the burden of kind of your faith today off of you on this day it was just like and that just felt like love it felt like a hug um so i think yeah the same thing Feeling the love of God is a very, very common theme through me and other people that I know that are survivors or are going through this. And the other thing is just learning what it truly means for God to be good, like God yeah. to be a sovereign God. Like we don't, um, we sometimes don't see, a good example would be the scripture, like um, the song we sing a lot of times, like uh, I'm going to see a victory, like God took what the enemy meant for evil and he turned it for my good. But something that someone brought to my attention really is that the scripture, it says you intended it for my evil, but God intended it for good. So God didn't actually turn it. From the beginning, it was intended for our good. And it's hard to like rationalize that because how could cancer be intended for my good? That's that doesn't make any sense. But I'm fighting for my life right now. But you've seen it. I'm seeing it like what was what the enemy intended for evil intended to take us out intended to turn us away from god intended to break us up from community he thought thought. thought. like 
and God actually at the same time, he didn't have to turn it. He intended it for good. He intended it for you to see your family in a different way. He intended it for us to feel his love in a different way. He intended for like my marriage to grow. Like he intended all these things. Like, and I would have never thought that this time last year, like I was no, like I just never expected this. And so, yeah, I could go on and on, but those, those are the top things I've learned in this yeah. process. I love that. Um, you, I mean, I'm praying for you still. Thank we're, you. We're, we're I need it. it. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. I got you. Okay, wrapping up the pod. Um, this episode's been really good. It's been really good. Um, do you have any uh, advice for anyone that is maybe about to jump into a ministry drop or someone who like uh, is maybe thinking about doing their own music, they're doing their own vibe? Like, mm-hmm. If you were to speak like from your experience into that, like just to close. Um, for the first one, anyone that feels called to ministry, um, working in a church, working in ministry type jobs, um, you make you make the decisions for what's priority for you. Um, every church, everything is different, every process, whatever. Um, but one thing that is a common denominator is that everything you do is important. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to like separate like it seems like, you know, a, a volunteer needing you or the work you're doing, everything is so important that it feels like you can't make space for yourself or for your family or take breaks, but realizing important is not necessarily priority. Mm -hmm. So my priority is me and my husband and my relationship with God, not necessarily in that order, but those three things. But what I get to do is important, like all the time, like every... Um, you know, picking a set list for what people are going to sing together on a Sunday and going to be with a volunteer that's at the hospital because something's happening in their life. Like those things are also important, but I have to make sure my priorities are taken care of. So for a lot of people in in ministry, especially creatives in ministry, yeah, like making sure those things are priority, like you're making you a priority, like that Sabbath, that rest, your family, um, setting those boundaries because some churches, you know, they have that set up for you and some don't mm-hmm. or some have it set up, but if you don't make yourself hold to it, you won't. Yeah. So like that's that, that would be my top advice for anyone entering ministry. Those sure. things are important because that's how people get burned out and they don't have to. Right. Um, cause if you feel called to it. You're called to it. You know? Uh, okay. To close, can, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, follow at Enjoy Destiny. Is that your Instagram? Yeah, you can follow me if you like. I don't. I feel like lately I've not been posting she don't at, post all. at all. <laughs> at all, but I be watching. I mean, if people if people wanna, you be yeah, watching. I do. That. I really do. Be, I watch, but I don't post. Yeah, but follow me at Enjoy Destiny. Uh, Go shop Town Apparel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's what's the handle? I, I uh, Town University Co. Town University Co. Or no, it's Town Apparel. That's our website. Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure if you like Google it or Instagram it, it'll, yeah, you'll it'll find, come out. You'll find it. You'll it'll definitely find it. Um, yeah, that's that's all you want to plug? Yeah. yeah. Catch Destiny occasionally at Transformation Church. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. We open. Come through. Yeah. <laughs> love you, dude. I love later. you for real. Yeah. It's great. I'll see you later. I got things that I'm giving in advance.